We are on. Got the recording? Wait, wait, the recording. And. Just SD, no live. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We are back uh, with another uh, episode of Unmasking with Nesda. In fact, before we really get a chance to kick off the season and uh, get a lot of uh, our guests on and our interviews on, I think it's important that people understand what the show is about and who I am, who will probably be doing the majority, if not uh, all the interviews. My name is Adrian Mena, and like I said, this is Unmasking with Nesna. This show is really about uh, bringing people on, sharing their testimonies of Jesus Christ, uh, sharing uh, their walk Mm -hmm. in life where they're at. Um, And it could also possibly even be perhaps a... (laughs) a stumble that they've had, or maybe, uh, stories of doubt, stories of curiosity. Uh, it could, you know, this isn't necessarily a show that is going to, uh, exclude a lot of people. In fact, it's hopefully to include more people, people Mm -hmm. of different walks of life, uh, different faiths, and just to kind of give their testimony out in this, in this COVID-19 quarantine era right now in hopes that, uh, Again, uh, share these testimonies. They can touch people and they can uplift people and hopefully put them in the right direction in life. And as a interviewer, I am being asked to be interviewed today by none other than Pastor Eliab Quinones. So, yeah. Welcome aboard, sir. Hey, man. I'm happy to be here. Glad you're here. Yeah, man. I, as, as people hear you speak and as you interview people, we can actually figure out who you are and, and we ask you the question, how are you unmasking with Nesta Audio? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I get unmasked. Unmasked. <laughs> My turn. I'm down for this, man. This is going to be cool. All right. So the first most important question that I will ever have to ask you. Yeah. Tortillas de harina or maiz? Go. Harina. Why? Because my grandmother used to make them. Mm. And... I've eaten many of them my entire life, mm-hmm. and but when they are grandma's homemade originals, rolling them with a masa and then you turning them and then putting that baking powder in, Go and ahead. nice and thick. It's Go ahead. None of the, not, not, not this like the Walmart home style stuff. Nah. Okay, okay, you can't be down on that because when you put some cheese in there and some chicken, oh, that makes a fire. Get to the well, cheese and kitchen chicken make everything good. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, something about my grandmother's tortillas. That's why, and not and not to exclude my yeast. I love my yeast too, especially on tacos, little taquitos. Uh-huh. But oh man, those those tortillas that you know that was heaven. That was manna. All right, then for everyone for who's me. everyone who's listening and they only like corn tortillas. Don't don't just stop the <laughs> podcast. Keep listening, okay? We're not we're we're gonna get into don't it. Don't kiss me out. All right, here we go. All right, then. So Adrian, as I'm gonna begin to interview, like you're gonna be asking a bunch of different people these questions. And like having them like reveal to them their, their true self, like, you know, regardless of where they're coming from, and yeah. and just talking about their own spiritual journey, um, and and just like who was who was I before, before COVID, you know, like who yeah. am I right now, like you know, I want to ask you this question, like what was your like your upbringing as, as like a kid with in like in terms with God, like what was your upbringing in terms with God, you know. You know, uh, growing up, I grew up Catholic, and uh, mm-hmm. the the main thing that I always remember was going to catechism. Mm-hmm. That's what my mother put me in, and that's where it all kind of started. Now, 
being a little kid, I was very hyper, mm-hmm. ultra hyper, and I still kind of am to this day. But I couldn't stop moving. I was always distracted. And um, I used to get in trouble a lot. Mm. And, uh, yeah, my, oh, man, the stories I could tell you. But, Amen. Um, but that was the upbringing. And then I grew up in a community, a family where, you know, it was a lot of uh, grandparents around, older crowd where I lived. While there was a lot of young kids, you know, moms and dads were working. Uh, kids would go to school, but grandparents would pick them up. We'd ride the bus. We'd get home. Yeah. You know, for me, um, going through the uh, to that church in a for me was a blessing because really the main person that I remember being who had a really good relationship with God was my grandmother. Mm-hmm. She, Arina, yeah, and and see, well because I would see it in her every single day. To me, I saw light in her every day. Huh. She, you know, I always know she would always read her Bible every day. You know, uh, for as long as she lived, I, I want to say she might have read it through maybe eight to ten times, oh. cover to cover. Oh. It was it was daily. It was nightly. She would read it all the time. Afternoons, doesn't it didn't matter. And so with her, everything was always God first. Uh, you know, if whenever I left the house, uh, you know, vaya con Dios, mijo, que Dios lo cuide, mijo. Gracias a Dios, mijo. Mm. Anytime she communicated with people, family, friends, primero Dios, mijo. Mm. It was always that. It was always God first. And that that's how a lot of the area that I grew up in was. And uh, it was always God first. It was just life. Yeah, that was life. Culture. You know, the culture around and, uh, yeah. you know, with family uh, growing up, it was uh, it was unique. And um, But it, for me, the, the real relationship with God didn't begin until in, in, in Catholic uh, school you have a confirmation classes yeah kind of like teen when you're a teenager and uh, it wasn't really until then where I kind of started paying more attention to who who is God mm. what's he all about and I had a ton of questions you know and 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 you know and a lot of the other kids in that class did our, our teacher was mr. Valdez yeah the only thing he and I could agree on that Jesus was coming. That was it. Right. <laughs> yeah. He would always tell me, Jesus is coming, Adrian, you better be ready. And I was like, okay, all right, I, I, I can ride with that, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. and that's all I've ever known, you know, up until that age. And um, from that point, uh, that like I said, that's when I really started to pay attention mm. the most. So, like, so like as, as like you had, like, experience with God – like, did you ever draw away from God or like, or, you know, if you did, like, why did you draw away from God? Yeah, it wasn't until, well, towards my end of my confirmation, uh, you know, we, we, after that, it's pretty much boom, you're, you're on your own, really. Uh, you know, there was a conversation that I had with my mother, um, not too long after I, I, I got confirmed and it was, uh, well, you know, I presented you to God, and the rest is up to you. Hmm. And that was it. That's pretty cool. I was like, all right, you know, and. That's what's up. But, you know, <laughs> being a young man and going into college, you know, I, I went, I, you know, I went to, I went to UTEP and graduated from there. But that that's kind of where the real. Test began. Yeah, the yeah. test began. I, w- I went through some really major obstacles, um, a, a lot of heavy-duty stuff. 
really between, I would say, my senior year in high school up until I was about 22, mm-hmm. roughly, if you will. Yeah. You know, I, I had some good moments in my life, but um, I really started to get knee deep in um, in some rough situations. I, I would uh, I wasn't taking school as seriously as mm-hmm. much as I should. Uh, I was, um, you know, questioning a lot of things. Like I had anthropology class, I had geology classes, right? And then, you know, you they, they talk about evolution and stuff like that. And then there was always that thing in my head, like, how does this connect with God? Because Bible says he created the world in six days, yeah. evening, uh, sunset, this and that. And it's like, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah I didn't get anything. Yeah. You know, and honestly, in confirmation class, we didn't. Honestly, we we don't we don't go through the Bible like we do here in Adventist Church. It was just mm-hmm. a, a couple here and there. I mean, I'll tell you this much. You know, for prophecy, they showed us uh, Nostradamus. That's that's cool. Yeah, they showed us Nostradamus, and I was like, "What's up? Okay, hey. all right." To be to be completely honest, everyone in the crowd. I have no idea what that is, but keep going, keep going, <laughs> like keep keep going. Uh, he was he was supposedly this guy who could tell the the future. You could go look. Oh, him that's a person. Yeah, I thought no, you were so talking about like an object or something, like a, a like a compass or something. No, no, I, no, I no, have no, no idea what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> Nothing, bro. Nothing. No, you never heard of Nostradamus. Not a single clue. You look it up. He's supposedly a guy who could tell the future. He predicted this, that, but I mean, mm. there was a lot of things that were sorry, not. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's neither here nor there, but. Yeah, that's what they showed us. Mm. You know, they didn't they didn't show me Daniel, they didn't show me Isaiah, they didn't show me Jeremiah, they mm. didn't show me the minor prophets. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't explain Genesis the way our church here does. Mm-hmm. And it was always confusing. And that and that's in fact one of the questions we always had, like we always asked, well, what a, you know, what about evolution? What about this? And and we asked like, well, what's what's the Sabbath? Like, what's they, that? They hit you with Jesus coming soon. <laughs> yeah, and he was always like, Jesus coming soon. And you know what? To his credit, he was such a nice man. To his credit, he was right. You know, hey, we do need to be ready. That's a good point. You know, and and I always agreed with that point. And you know, and and it always dawned on me. And and, and as I was going through these classes, there was always you know, and I was getting, like I said, I, I was up to no good. I was, you know womanizing i was drinking a ton of alcohol mm-hmm. i was a bad smoker mm. you know i wasn't in the shape that you see now uh, no you know I, I don't think i could believe that uh, trust me well when in high school i was in pretty good shape i played ball but i was a lot thinner back then then again everybody was mm-hmm. um but uh now I, I went through some really dark times a lot of dark moments with people and you know uh and it didn't end there you know i, I did eventually um you know, kind of got out of it thinking I could do it on my own terms. But I always had, I wasn't much of a prayerful person. Well, before you go there, I'm just kind of curious, like that you said, you, you described it like a dark, what, what it, what it was the darkness like, you, you know, know, for you, you know, sometimes you see these things that you, you, you it's kind of like how I've, I've told some people like, Sometimes you fall into the ground, right? You get knocked down and you feel like you get tossed into a pit, mm-hmm. you know, get buried underneath it. And it, it feels like there's nothing but darkness and there's no hope. There's no, there's no escape. And, but when you look at it in a worldly view without God, that's exactly how it is. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you could, 
motivate yourself, listen to all these people to pump you up. But ultimately, it's you that's got to make the decision to get yourself out of these things. Yeah. And when there's darkness, it's like I said, it's it's you don't see anything and you're you're frightened. Yeah. You're frightened inside and you don't want to admit it. But at the same time, you never. I always look back and I always ask myself, well, maybe I wasn't really thrown into a pit. Maybe I was planted. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, shoot. (laughs) Maybe I needed to be planted and maybe I needed to be well grounded Mm. to know where I need to go. It, It was, it was you know, maybe God planted me there or maybe I did it to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I I would argue that I did it to myself. I don't think he would purposely do it, but he allowed, there's choices like, okay, but it's up, you know, but you're not going to do this on your own. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I, I, God was always in the back. I always not acknowledged him, but I never allowed him to come into my life. Mm, So you were like a fan, not a follower. I was a fan. Mm. And, you know, so I wasn't really, thinking about him much but i always had conversations i would uh you know in in order to get myself a lot of out of these troubles i would jog a lot i would i would try to work out i started to train back again yeah and um but every time after i worked out or i did a run i'd always take an extra walk a mile or two and i always talk to god is that kind of how you find your way out of the darkness kind of sort of and um that that's i guess you could say that was a stepping stone because like i said when you get you get planted you need to add what you need to add water you know who's the living water it's jesus you need to start adding things to your life that are meaningful like god so what else did you add to get out of the darkness well i met my wife too amen i hope she's watching yes yeah brownie points uh, yes I, i met her and and it's funny because she was kind of in the same boat as I was, not maybe not as bad as I was, mm. but you know she she grew up in the Adventist church. I did, and when she first told me what that was, I was like, "What's that? That's a cult. What is that?" <laughs> well, I hadn't even heard of it. I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, so it's like an imaginary friend. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, that's cool, whatever. And yeah. Sure, why not? You know. You know, we were both believers, but not, not not how we are now. A lot's changed since. You know, just just FYI for everyone <laughs> watching, Adventists are not a cult. I just want to make that clarification real quick because some no. people might be just like tune into just that part and they'd be like, "Oh, Adventists cult, bad, go run." Oh, you I know, know yeah, take so, off running. Just for those who are watching, it's not a cult. All right, keep going. Yeah, and then uh, well, I met her, and then uh, you know, we we got together and we started dating, and then uh, you know, like I said, we weren't. Um, like I wasn't even going to church at the Catholic church and she wasn't coming to, uh, you know, the Adventist church at the time. So, but we loved each other and, you know, we, I I really think that God put us together some way and Mm -hmm. helped us to find our grounding. And again, you know, we went through our, our obstacles together, you know, you get to know somebody, you know, Mm. someone you love, you get to know everything about them, the The good, the bad, the ugly, everything. And you, you know, you take it all in, you, you become one and and you share each other's burdens. And so if it's like, you can't, you can't just take the good. It's like, it comes in one package. Yeah, You you take the family too and everything like that. that, That's it. You know, in-laws, you gotta, you gotta take them, you know, Uh, you know, whether you love them or they drive you nuts. So then, so then, like, as you were, like, your wife is one way that you found out of darkness. Then, like, you know, like, you know, tell me, like, when did, like, like, when was the moment? 
like of course because like maybe some people who are watching like they don't, mm-hmm. they don't they can care less about god you know and that's their own personal opinion i respect right. it you know but for you you know in your path and the life that you're walking like you believe in god yes you know and i also respect your opinion um so then but like before you like become the person you are today yeah. when was the moment that you realized that you needed christ in your life like that's like when was that moment you know um it was a several years later. I want to say, see, I'm 39 now. Yeah. By the way, that's I don't old. look that old. Shut up. That's old, man. Whatever, bro. That's super old. Anyway. It's pastor, by the way. No get bro. out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here, pastor. Bro, whatever. <laughs> Calling me old. You'll get there. No, I'm not. You'll get there. I got a long way to go, brother. It'll come sooner by, than you think. By the time I get there, you're going to be a granddad. You no, know I'm, that probably? <laughs> you know what? I'm still going to be more built than you, so let it go. Anyway. He's got to work out with me, guys. No, no chance. I'm not going to kill myself for that. <laughs> for what? For what? What would be the purpose of killing myself for a date? To prove my pride? Brother, I got no pride, bro. Okay, keep going. So I will. The, yeah. When was the moment? It was, um, I want to say several years later. We, Because um, we, we, we started going you know, to a church, going to prophecy seminars and all okay, that. Okay, okay. You know, we did all that. And, uh, you know, we, ne- we, never, we never got Bible studies. We were never given those. That's we cool. just went through the prophecy that's, seminars. That's super interesting. Yeah, and we got to learn. And honestly, when we started going to those, that's when it's like, that makes sense. Mm. These are questions I had when I was a teenager in those confirmation classes. And this, because I did go to other churches with other friends you know, throughout the years. And like, just to say, okay, what's this about? All right, okay, okay. But this church was like, answered every single question that I had hmm. and more. That's interesting. And for me, it was like, oh, so that's what the dragon is. That's what a beast is. Hmm. That's what, okay. Revelation. That revelation, hmm. like it, it all came clear. Mm-hmm. It all came clear, even the book of Daniel and Isaiah and all that. And Those I was are like, confusing books. They are. I mean, it, 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 it's intense study. It's intense study. You really got to put the work into it, but it made sense, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and it was like one night, like, um, you know, my wife and I were out, like I said, we were still kind of learning about the church and, you know, that, that night I, you know, again, I I wasn't like, you could say that I was learning about the church and all that. And, uh, but I still didn't fully understand everything. And it wasn't until, you know, one night I had like a really bad night of, of, of drinking. It was pretty bad. And, uh. The next day, I remember my wife telling me that, like, I, I, I see, because I don't remember, you know, I was, it was, it was pretty bad, that I scared my daughter. I don't know what I said to her, yelled at her, or whatever, something like that, and it, and you know, I felt terrible. Hmm. I felt terrible, and I, I couldn't believe, like, I, I made her feel that way. And, you know, she was just a little girl, maybe, oh, maybe three, four, five at the time, and. uh and I don't know what hit me a few days later, like, and, you know, my, my mother-in-law was taking our, my oldest two at the time to church, here to the church, and uh, and I don't know what clicked, but I was just driving one night, I think maybe we went out to dinner or something like that, or go hang out with a, uh, some friends, and uh, I remember driving, it was it was going up uh, Vista del Sol toward the, the highway here mm-hmm. and home. And I was just 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 thinking because I, I I just I was just thinking for days for days like my or, or my my head was just like, what's going on with me? Hmm. Who am I? 
Hmm. You know, that's where the unmasking started to really show up for me. Like, who am I and where am I going? Oh, man, it's powerful. And and it's like, you know, yeah, I'm studying about this church and the Bible, but I'm still doing all these other things. And it's like, I, I feel like I'm being ripped apart and I'm just not doing anything about it. I'm just being stuck in the middle and I'm stuck in a rut. And, hmm. you know, I, I didn't like who I was becoming. I didn't like that I was kind of like doing, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I was like, nah, this, I, I cannot, I cannot serve God this way. That's I can't, crazy. I can't be a husband this way. I can't be a father this way, a friend or brother or son or anything like that. So for me, it was just, uh, you know what? I, I need to make a change. And I remember driving and I told my wife, uh, and I was just staring at the lights. We need to go back to church. Hmm. And I, she was all like, what? Like, yeah. Because our kids were coming, right? And I was like, no, we need to go. I don't know what it was. Something hit me. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we need to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. And uh, and we, we had uh, actually had gotten baptized before, oh. prior to this, a, a few years before. And um, like I said, like I was just fighting my own demons still and, and this and that. And... Uh, when we started to go to come come back to our church, you know, our kids were coming, so right, let's do it for our kids at the very least. But something hit me that I had to come back. Mm. And I had never read my whole Bible until soon, shortly after that, about a month later, I, uh, I, I read it in about three months, oh, four man. months. Going in. I went all in. I went all in. And all I said to God was like, Lord, just speak to me. I'm going to read it. I'm going to go cover to cover. I went I went from Genesis all the way to Revelation. I even read the index. I was like, <laughs> I was like just lead me in the way I got to go. Yeah. I don't want to read this as a Catholic. I don't want to read this as an Adventist or whatever religion out there. I just want to read this as a relationship with you. Mm. You tell me what I got to do, Lord, and just guide me in the way I should go. Yeah. And that's when it hit me and been here ever since. Amen. Yes. That's a story. That's your story. Yeah. And ain't nobody can argue with that, man. No. That's that's really what's up. Um, I hope I hope those who are listening, like as they as they hear you, you know, asking people these questions, like, you know, they can understand that you're asking these questions because you've been there in a sense. Yeah. You can experience every other person's story, you know, but yeah, with your story, you can empathize with others. Absolutely, and and, and I, I like I say, I, I I've been down that dark that dark road where yeah yeah i felt like an agnostic an evolutionist mm. a non-believer even at times and i, I i've you know for those listening or i i can understand yeah you know and there's a reason why you feel or believe what you believe so then so then with your journey and everything like why why did you want to start this podcast like why nesda audio like why nesda you know unmasking with nesda yeah and and that's the beauty of it because that's when I started to be more involved at the, with this church. Mm. Within that year, I was, I was made a deacon. That one year, I was made a Sabbath school teacher for the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I was the tech guy. You know, I, I, ran the, I ran a much older system, believe it or not, which was way more frightening to deal with than that one. Um, that's how I kind of started, right? And then, but really, it picked up in, in the Sabbath school. I talked to the the, the teenagers, right? It was mostly boys. You know, we get a few guests here and there. A few, uh, 
you know, if you ever, we don't really have that at the time. That group was there wasn't many too too many females coming in and out. So sometimes I come in and you know we we I'd go over the lesson with them and I just kind of look at them and and it was like like I'm hearing crickets or I just kind of see them going through the motions of things. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that they weren't good dudes or anything like that. They're good kids. It's just like, it's like, you know what, this, this, this here, it's not bad. It's not terrible, but it's just not connecting. Mm-hmm. There's something that's just not engaging about this. Now I'm a teacher and I can go and make this kinesthetic and give you visuals and all that. But the truth is, is that, you know, uh, you know, it's probably still not going to get them because it's still the same story they hear over and over again. And so I thought to myself, it's like, you know what? It was like one day it's like, all right, guys, what's on your mind? What's going on? Talk to me. Talk to me. Just be real with me. What's up? What's up with school? Do you have girl issues is, or <laughs> is this somebody messing with you at school? Does life suck right now? Just talk to me. Mm. And that's kind of how it all started. You know, we started talking about whatever it is, what was on their mind. Yeah. They needed just someone to talk to. You know, they needed someone to just listen. To unmask with. Unmask with, yes. Mm. And just to reveal what they're truly feeling, how yeah. they feel about certain things like politics in the world today, healthcare, uh, you know, status at school and, and mm. you know, th- all kinds of st- all kinds of stuff. Girls, boys, whatever. And um and that's when it started to hit me like they need to get these stories out. They have good stories. They have good, deep, meaningful stories. And me being an educator, uh, I'm going on my 15th year. You know, I've, I've taught kids and it's like mm. sometimes, you know, kids go through a lot of stuff. You know, we've been there. You know, we've experienced many things. And, you know, at times it's like the kids, they can't always connect with who they're with or who they're around and sometimes they're they're just afraid to get their story out but when it was just us in in that sabbath school room it was they were able to just let things get things off their chest i think when it's just another guy across the table or another girl across the table they can yeah. just tell yeah them just, just just it's just me and you all right yeah there's cameras and all that but it's they just just focus on you and your story let's talk about it and it was and it was nice because we talked and and you know, for a while there, we started to get a little bit more. They were more consistent about coming. Oh, well, for the for the little group. That for you the had. little group that we had, and of course, there were times where it was like, all right, it was just, you know, Zach, yeah, chilling there, just passing out, passing out, working. Oh, yeah. You know, boy, that boy works hard in school. Man. My man pass out during the sermons. It don't matter where it's he's okay. at; he can pass out man, anywhere. Zach can sleep anywhere. I need that gift. I need. I that need gift. it too. Like I need that gift. <laughs> Like I tell people, there's no better way, there's no better place to pass out other than a pew. Like that's the most amazing oh, place ever. It is, and you know? and he does it well. And oh. poor guy, and he would study his lesson oh, and everything. He's a mathematician. He's like, a mathematician. He puts in the work. He does. So I I can imagine how exhausted he is, and oh. that's like nah, like you know what, Zach, go ahead, close your eyes, man. It's cool. <laughs> Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're fine, bro. You need to recover. And, and then, um, he like fights it, like trying to stay awake. He fights it. No, no, no. We need to finish this. Like. Slow down, dude. It's and okay. he's like, are you sure? Oh, okay. And he's like, I'll, t- I'll tell you if your mom's coming. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> and I should probably pull him by the ear or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, but no, that's, that's, that's where the idea dawned on me. Like, I should start a podcast with these, gr- with these guys. Hmm. And that, that's kind of where, I guess, the seed was planted. Yeah. And this was maybe about oh, two, three years ago. And look where we're at now. Look where we're at now. Yeah. So then, so then, like, 
so it's like wrapping up with this little interview that we have like what are the mission orders or what's the goal man as 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 people are listening to this and and they hear different people's stories what do you want them to be what do you want them to take away from like what take away i want them to know that they're not alone out there mm-hmm. that there is somebody listening out there to them and oftentimes you know, life moves fast and and it can be relentless and it and it can be tough and sometimes not everybody gets heard and and it's because sometimes we're not willing to stop and listen Oof. and because of that i want all these youths these young adults teenagers whoever comes on here to share that story and i want people to be able to connect with them and more importantly i want them to know that i'm listening and that i believe my church is listening mm. i believe that if there's whatever it is you're going through whether you're a part of this church or not or w- whatever you're going through in life we're here for you mm. whether it's tending to spiritual needs emotional needs physical needs yeah. whatever it may be you know if you just want someone to talk to we're here mm. i'm here and i want to get your story out because i guarantee you and I tell all these kids, too, that come on, it's like, trust me, you're not the only one going through this. There's people out there going through similar things as you are, or maybe they can listen. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and then maybe, just maybe, we can touch some hearts out there, and maybe they can turn their life around mm-hmm. to something better. And hopefully, it could lead to back to Christ. But if at the very least, at least try to help them out in any way we can. And yeah. show that light no matter what. Show them the truth and just let them make a choice. Make them make their own decision. Yeah. That's fire. So then to end, last question. Uh, may seem a little random, but I'm just curious. What yeah. happens when you come across doubters, trolls, or keyboard warriors? <laughs> what, what, what? Oh, man. You know, I, I like social media, but I also hate it. Hmm. You know, you no matter what you say, no matter what you post, you know, there's always going to be someone out there nitpicking at your post or your picture saying this, saying that they're, you know, I, like I said, I call them keyboard warriors because they're good behind their phone clicking it. But when you come face to face, it's a different story. When you put those words into action, oh my that that's a, that's a different story. You know, as a pastor, I've, I've, I've never experienced that, you know, cause my life is holy. Amen. No, but you know, honestly, it's, if anything, I would say to those people, come on, hmm. those, da- those doubters, those, those trolls, those keyboard warriors, why don't you come on sometimes? Let's talk. Hmm. You know, I'm not here to debate you. I'm not here to fight you or argue with you, but I want you to share your story. Why is it that you believe that? Why do you feel that way? Mm. let me have a conversation let me give you a chance to share your story on a platform that on a platform that people can hear and we can have a civil conversation yeah and and what's going on with your life yeah. and, and obviously this show unmasking witness that is it it is uh god-centered you know it all starts with him you know and, and i'm always going to bring it back to that at some point or throughout the conversation and again, if, if that's something that these people don't agree with or feel that way, that's fine. That's you know, we can still be respectful. We can still be kind and we can still get your viewpoint out. And, yeah. you know, we'll let we'll let people, you know, make their own, like I said, make their own decisions. And we're not here to create robots, man. No, exactly. You know, everybody's unique and everyone's special. And because of that, 
because people are so unique, which is why it's so important for people not to be lost because there's only going to be only one you ever Mm. in this universe. God made you. And that's that. There's not going to be another Pastor Eliab Quinones. There's not going to be another Aaliyah. There's not going to be another Adrian Mena. That's it. And if you go by the wayside and you you fall off a a path and you you go in a direction that's not leading you back to God, then that's it. Yeah. And there's people out there that that love you. They care about you. And like I said, and that's why it's so important. That's why, you know, he died on the cross for us because he loves us that much because there's only one one of you. That's powerful. And that matters to me. Oh, man, I respect. I respect you and and your viewpoint and a lot of things I agree with. I know there's going to be people who come up in here and they may not. That's all right, man. We're we're called to just have conversations with people. And Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really excited to see who's going to come on here and what their viewpoint and as they begin to unmask this is not a political thing where we're saying don't wear a mask you know yeah <laughs> do whatever your heart desires yeah that's, that's on you yeah i'm not gonna tell you what you should and shouldn't do you know whatever you think but like you know too many times we have these things that cover the, our true self you yeah. know and and i feel like it's about time that we begin to reveal who we are you know and and if by doing so we see our flaws good and then by doing so we see good qualities great good Absolutely. But the key thing is that we un- unveil, or like un- unveil our true character, mm-hmm. you know, and from there decide what we want to do, whether exactly. that is to choose that there is a God or to choose that there isn't or to choose agnostic or whatever you yeah. want. You know, it's, I'm not here to change your heart or you're not mm-hmm. here to change your heart. But I'm excited, Adrian. I'm really cool to just interview and to ask you these questions as you begin to ask other people these questions, you yeah. know. And we'll see how the season goes, man. I'll be listening the whole way through. Adrian, thanks for letting me interview, and thanks for letting me be on uh, Nesda Unmasking Unmasking with with Nesda. Nesda. Let it roll off the tongue. So many people are going to be looking at that name and be like, Nesda. Nesda? Nesta? Nesta? You know, I don't know. What is that? And you try in different accents. Maybe my name. But Unmasking with Nesda. I'm really excited, man. Me too, bro. I can't wait, bro. All right. See you guys. Deuces.